the new guys make the most immediate impact? Speaking of the new coaching staff, former Cougar and new quarterbacks coach Gennaro Guilford will join us in studio. And we're talking BYU hoops with Jacob Hartsock of the men's side and Jeff Judkins, the head coach of the women's side. Both guys live in Studio B. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. Rise and shine, and don't forget your booties because it's cold outside. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, February 2nd, happy Groundhog's Day. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who can quote just about every single line of that movie, Jason Shepard. Phil. Ned. Boom. <laughs> Classic moment. For, what a, for, for such a short line, it's one of my favorites from the movie. Yeah, anytime a guy gets punched in the face. <laughs> okay. Except on this show. Yeah. Phil, Phil Connors. <laughs> Phil? Phil Connors? If you uh, haven't seen that movie, you all need to watch it. Okay? Don't you think it's going to be like like a Christmas story on Christmas? Like today? Is it going to be yes. on a loop somewhere? Yes. Tell me that like TBS or whatever, some network is is like looping Groundhog Day it's, again it has and to again be. and again and again. It has to be. Which would be ironic because the movie is about life <laughs> again and again and again and again. Hey, here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines leading us off today. As it's Groundhog Day, this in from Punxsutawney, Philadelphia, and Punxsutawney Phil, the groundhog, he did not see his shadow, which apparently means spring is just around the corner, which means BYU football spring ball is just around the corner, which means countdown to the Wildcats. Jason Shepard, thank, thank you. you. Thank oh. you for joining me on this. I cannot thank you for joining tell me you how this. excited I was to do this. I am so pro-countdown, it's not even funny. <laughs> now, maybe it has to do with the fact that I was only able to do one show prior to the start of last year. So I only got to do it one time before Nebraska. I was not missing this opportunity now. 213 days away from BYU in Arizona in Glendale at that space station of a football stadium. <laughs> You've ever been there? I have not been it's to it. It's great. It is fantastic. I've, I've done the stadium tour. It's, really, it's a really cool place. 213 days away. Jason Shepard, <laughs> pro countdown. Somewhere, Jerem Jordan is blowing his nose into a microphone. <laughs> Lexi Reidelch was named the WCC Player of the Week. This is the fourth week running that a BYU player has taken the award. Reidelch was also named the College Sports Madness High Major Player of the Week. She is playing out of this world right now. Not to be confused with the low major player of the week, the <laughs> high major player of the week for Lexi Rydalch. Football signing day tomorrow. You will not want to miss our doubleheader day of BYU Sports Nation. We'll have a live show at noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain, and then we're going to do another show breaking down all of the recruits with the coaches. That'll air at 6 Eastern, 4 Mountain Time. BYU Sports Nation covering signing day for the Cougars unlike any other. And what would a day be without news of possible Big 12 expansion? Mm -hmm. Sporting News has reported that the Big 12 will discuss expansion this week. 
Now, we anticipated this. David Boren mentioned February 3rd and 4th when the schools get together in the Big 12 that he would bring this up and make this a huge point of emphasis. He feels like the conference is weak, that they are fledgling, and he wants to expand. So, yeah, not a shock that this is going to be discussed like they said it would after that vote went down to allow the Big 12 to have a conference championship game with only 10 teams. So who knows? What's going to happen? More importantly, it's time to rise and shout because it's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Making a difference. So we have a Y on the court. We have a Y on the field. We have a Y on our logo. We've got a Y on our mountain. We've got a Y in our hearts. We will always rep the Y wherever we go. Thank you. Ah, yes. Kalani Satake and his public speech to the Marriott Center on Saturday night. It went viral across BYU Sports Nation. He's officially been the head coach of the Cougars for all of 45 days. Now, Jason, examining the atmosphere, (laughs) I mean, let's just look at it for what it is. It was electric, by the way. I think it's safe to say that change has incited new levels of excitement, even within the BYU fan base, <laughs> the hype train has gone next level. You're going to have, you're going to have excitement anytime change is involved. Yes. That, that's just natural. People think that change is always good. But I'm here to say, in this case, they're right. <laughs> change is so good. And BYU fans have every right To be super excited about what's going on right now for many reasons. For so long, there was a perception that you had to hide being a BYU fan. That you maybe had to hide wearing the gear. Not anymore. Bring out that blue gear. Whether it's Royal or Navy, if it's got the Y on it, bring that out. It's BYU blue. It is BYU blue. And as Kalani said, they are repping the Y wherever they go. This, This is... This is the way I've felt about this since Kalani took over. There are obviously tangible things that, that we'll, and we'll get into this. There, there are certain things that you can look at, and there's going to be results that, that will determine whether things are successful or not. But perception from the fan base right now is, I feel like it's, it's something to hang on to because the attitude of, of fans has changed immensely. There is this renewed sense of enthusiasm that wasn't there two months ago. There is this positive feeling about the future and where things are going that wasn't there two months ago. And I don't think that that can be discounted. I think BYU fans need to run with that because you have every right to feel that way right now. What kind of a difference can a coach really make in 45 days. I mean, he's had his official staff for all of what, like a week? Well, we've put it into boxes. Okay, box number one, as Jason just so subtly pointed out, has been checked off by Kalani. He is absolutely bringing new life and excitement and enthusiasm to the fan base, to prominent Cougar Club members and influential boosters of the program. Take that for what you will. (laughs) It has made a difference. Okay, number two is recruiting. We're not sure what the specifics of tomorrow will bring, but BYU has a shot 
at least according to Yahoo, of pulling in their first top 50 recruiting class in six years. Right now at 52, according to that poll. So BYU, from what we can tell, Jason looks to be in a good place recruiting. Well, and let's not let's not say, you know, that that it's it's all Kalani Satake doing this too. The previous coaching staff, they had a lot of talent coming in with this year's recruiting class. They went after a lot of guys. So, it's a combination of the guys that the previous recruiting the previous staff were recruiting but the other part about it, and this is something that I've tweeted about over the last couple of weeks, and it kind of goes back to the enthusiasm and the perception. BYU, there were a lot of players, well, I'll say a lot. There were a certain number of players that had closed the door on BYU. They had moved on, whether they had committed to another school or just said, I'm not interested in BYU. That Kalani Satake, Ty Detmer, Elisa Tuiaki, Coach Empey, all of the coaches have been able to open the door again. That's something that fans can look at and say, okay, well, we, we don't have a game to look at yet, but look what they're doing with players who had moved past BYU. They're now coming for visits. They're willing to let the coaching staff come in. That's something fans can look at and be excited about. Top 50 recruiting class for the first time in six years. To be determined, we find out tomorrow. Blaine Fowler joined us recently to talk about that recruiting effort that Satake is making and how we should fairly judge Kalani on what he does in this first go-around. Is it fair that we're going to judge him on this recruiting class? No, we shouldn't. But, hey, let's go right ahead and do it because I think he's going to come out really, really well on this. Is it fair to judge a guy 45 days after he takes over on what he does in that first year? <laughs> Is it fair? No. Is it going to happen? Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, that's just yeah. that's the world we live in. Yeah. We talked about the euphoria and all this enthusiasm. You know, that will probably be tempered if things don't go the way fans want. That's just the life of athletics anymore. Box number three is the team buying in. That will manifest itself on the field of competition from spring ball to fall camp to can BYU actually win games on the field. Again, that's all to be determined. But box number one checked off. The enthusiasm, the hype, the excitement. Oh, it's, it's there. Recruiting, we find out about tomorrow. And then games, we will see, as we mentioned, 213 days from now. Now, it's human nature. Just who we are. And I made this comparison last year when BYU brought on Frank Wintrick as the new strength and conditioning coach, and he had new ideals and philosophies, and people were so ramped up about it, like, oh, BYU is going to be way better because we have this new philosophy in strength and conditioning. BYU football, let's face it, they had M&Ms for a while with this coaching staff, okay? In its own solid chocolate candy. M&Ms are good. Time-tested, satisfying at times, thin chocolate shell, brilliant idea in its own right. But after a while, if that's all you have, it, it kind of just becomes, eh, right? But now BYU football has peanut M&M's. <laughs> New, different, delicious. There's a peanut inside the chocolate. This is amazing. Who had this idea? This is the best thing ever. Crown whoever came up with that idea. BYU football's coaching staff is now peanut M&M's. So it's awesome because it's different. And while it's new and different and great in a lot of ways... I caution you, it doesn't mean that it all of a sudden just fixes everything. Okay, If you have the idea that BYU is never going to lose another game because Ty Detmer is back as the Heisman Trophy winner and BYU is 
we're entering a stage where they will be a top 10 team every just slow down and i think most fans understand that you know we we, we talk about and we we make light of the euphoria and that that you know sky's the limit and national we, you know we joke about that kind of stuff i think most fans realize that there's going to be a learning curve it's exciting and people feel like things are moving in the right direction that the right people for the program are in place I think, they, I think they feel comfortable with who's making the decisions and who's there. But they also realize that there is going to be a learning curve. Yes. We've talked about yes. the lack of experience at this level. Brand new staff. And, but this is something that this coaching staff knew when they put it. Kalani Satake and Tom Homo, when they put the staff, they knew that. They went with the strengths that they felt were important for this staff. Number one, and they've talked about it nonstop recruiting. You have to be a good recruiter to be on this staff. Plus, on top of that, when you look at the guys that you mentioned, Ty Detmer, you know, all these other guys, Ed Lamb, who's the the assistant head coach, they have experience, just just not at this level. So it's not like they've never done this, but their their football IQ, their own personal experience, those are things that can help them along and speed up that process. Patience, my friends. Patience is so key at a time like this. Support them, root them on, but be patient because there will be some adversity for a brand new staff. It's just part of the deal. Our Twitter question today is in honor of Groundhog Day. Now, we have experienced so many great moments, and the BYU football coaching staff, led by Ty Detmer and Kalani Satake, have produced some of the epic moments in BYU sports history. So if you could have a Groundhog Day moment within BYU sports, what event would you like to relive over and over (laughs) and over again? And with that, we go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. First tweet in from at Justin D. Sweeney, the 1984 National Championship. Quote, why couldn't we live that day over and over and over? Hashtag Bill Murray quotes. Hey, if you're going to if you're going to win a national championship, that's a pretty good day to just constantly have to live day after day after day. The thing is, they didn't know that they had won the national championship on that day. It came later. They kind of found out by hearsay, like, oh, yeah, by the way, BYU has been voted number one, like. A week or so later. Now, what was yours? What what day would you relive? Oh, good grief. This is something. Okay, I was in California when the whole Jimmer mania thing was going on, working in Palm Springs, California. And so I watched that from a distance. If I could have a day to come back and be in the Marriott Center, it would be the day BYU beat fourth-ranked San Diego State. Jimmer went for 43, and, like, it it went next level. Like, Jimmer mania (laughs) went out of this world. It was all over ESPN. I wanted... I want to be in that stadium. See, for me, it begins and ends with Beck to Harleen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's yes, it. That's there's it. no wrong answer. I'll relive that. And it will not be an M&M thing for me. I will never get sick of it. That's not. <laughs> yeah, no, I will never get sick of it. Those are the best M&Ms ever. <laughs> yes, they are. Are you kidding me? That's after you haven't had candy for like five years because BYU hadn't beat Utah in four years. So good. John Beck to Johnny Harleen. Okay. What moment would you live at? MJ Orton says Tanner Mangum to Mitch Matthews at Nebraska. That was awesome. Also, John to Johnny, as Jason Shepard said. And Kyle Collinsworth, monster dunk versus LMU. Up next, speaking of BYU basketball, Jacob Hartsock poured in some points from distance. What changed? He joins us next. This is BYU Sports Nation.
BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Tomorrow is a huge day. Tune in for a loaded edition of BYU Sports Nation. It's the signing day special. Sports Nation will have two live shows, one at 12 Eastern time and then another at 6 Eastern. We'll get you complete coverage of all the recruits, exclusive interviews, and breakdown of all things relating to BYU recruiting. Our Twitter question today, in honor of Groundhog Day, and if you haven't seen the movie, you need to! Bill Murray living the same day over and over and over again. So with that in mind, what BYU sports moment or event would you like to relive over and over again? At Nickley51 says, Beck to Harleen at Utah in 2006. I had to replace my remote after I chucked it at the wall <laughs> in jubilation after the catch. Why would you throw the exactly. remote don't, if you were happy? You, don't you throw the remote when you're angry? Or was it just so surprised it like flew out of your hand? Yeah, maybe like, maybe he threw the hands up and it. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever, man. It's all good, Nick. Speaking of a moment that you would probably like to relive, here is our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. It's happened on Saturday night. Brought to you by Jacob Hartsock, who scored more than scored more points nine in two minutes than he had previously scored. The rest of the season. Yeah, talk about a two-minute heat check. Holy cow. Jacob Hartsock joins us now in Studio B. You have nine points in two minutes against Pepperdine, and then uh, you come down the floor, and, I mean, everyone knew it was going up, man. You just got you got to test it. What was that moment like for you when you're like, I, I can't miss? It was awesome. I mean, you know, I just felt really confident in my shot, and, you know, teammates were making great passes, especially on that last pass by Jordan. I didn't know if it was going to be like the other guy was going to get it. And then George just tipped it to me real quick. And I was just like, oh, I shot it. I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> Ran back. I was like, okay, feeling good. So, What was that like? I mean, as we mentioned, you know, you hadn't been getting a lot of minutes. Mm-hmm. And Coach Rose has decided to, to give you some more playing time. And, and not only did you take advantage of it, you took advantage of it on, on a big stage like that. What was that like to be able to come out like that? It was great. Um, you know, I'm super grateful for the coaches and for all my teammates just supporting me all season and pushing me all season to become better and to always be confident. So it was great to just go out there and have that opportunity to show what I have and to be confident and go play out there. So it was pretty great. Are you the best shooter at BYU to ever come from Bartlesville, Oklahoma? Oh, I don't know. I'd say three-point shooter potentially. Okay. I mean, inside three, I think Noah. He's he's an amazing, amazing mid-range player, so... But you're a better three-point shooter. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What I want to know is everybody remarks about how your shooting style is the exact same as Noah's. Was that intentional? Did did you try and shoot like Noah since he's your older brother, or was is that just in the DNA? My dad, my dad just had us go outside every day and practice shooting for hours and hours. So we just all learned how to shoot the same and play the same. So it's pretty fun. When you beat a team like Pepperdine, after they had beaten you in Malibu, you come home in front of that crowd. It's a sellout. It's nuts. What does that do for a team and the mentality and the confidence moving forward when you know you got St. Mary's coming in? Um, I think it really helps us, but um, we also have to always always be humble as a team because um, we're going into a great team in St. Mary's, and it's just all about preparation right now. So we had an excitement for a little moment, but now we're prepared and 
preparing to get ready for St. Mary's. So I heard Coach Rose say that, that one of the reasons that you hadn't gotten a lot of playing time um, at the beginning of the year, or at least consistent minutes, was you know it was it was taking a little bit longer than they expected to kind of get what was going on some of the schemes. That obviously has changed, and the coach has a lot of confidence in you. What changed for you? Why why did things change and, and you earned that trust of the coaches? Um, it's a great question. I think like early on coming home from a mission, it's obviously tough to get back and understand and remember all the basketball, but. I think um, I just keep pushing, and um, definitely my teammates helped a lot. They like helped me to like realize where I need to be on defense and where to be on offense. And coaches always just pushed me to get better and better. So I think it's just like continually learning throughout the year and gaining the confidence I needed to play at this level, and just always never giving up and keep pushing. So. When we talk to BYU athletes who come off mm-hmm. missions, whether it be football or basketball, everyone kind of has a different take on what was the most difficult aspect of making that transition, whether it be finding your shot. Nick Emery has said, man, it took me a long time to find my shot. Some people say conditioning. Some people say just overall flow of the game. What was the most difficult part for you coming off of your mission? It was definitely the mentality. Um, you know, on a mission, like when I first got there, we played basketball in P-Days. I'd be so competitive and just be like, yeah, let's go, like to all my companions and stuff when we played one-on-one. And then I kind of realized, you know, I'm not on a mission to play basketball. I'm here to teach the gospel. So coming home, it was hard to like get that competitive edge back. But once I got it, I was super excited and it turned out great. So, All right, let's, let's get to the really important question here. This is what I want to know. What is it with the Hardsock Brothers and volleyball players because your your brother married a former BYU volleyball player you are engaged to a current BYU volleyball player and Sophie Cram yeah uh, what the heck man what, what's, what what's is going the deal on? with with the Hartsock boys and and the women's <laughs> volleyball team i have no idea i think i don't know i think they're just beautiful women so <laughs> i think we're just Always been attracted to our volleyball girls. So. Okay, athletes. Athletes, yeah. But I don't know. She's she's an amazing woman. So I got lucky there. So Jacob Hartsock with us in Studio B hit three big three pointers in a BYU win against Pepperdine on Saturday night. The Cougars now a few days away from hosting St. Mary's. When you look at what the Gales bring into the Marriott Center, it is a top fifty RPI team. They're ranked number twenty five in the country. And oh, by the way, that brings us to our Daily RPI Watch. It's the Daily RPI Watch on BYU Sports Nation. This just in from the RPI News Desk. BYU up two spots to number 57. Jason, back to you. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. RPI matters when you want to make the NCAA tournament. And we all know that St. Mary's presents this Amazing opportunity for BYU to get a quality win on Thursday. But how do you not allow that to seep in and you just kind of like focus on the game? Is it possible to not let that seep in? Um, I think so. Coach Rose does a really good job about um, preparing for every game the same way. Um, He tells us that we, in order to be a great team, we have to win the big games and we have to win the small games. So he's really good about um, teaching us and helping us to focus on every game the exact same and realize that every game's important. So 
I mean, I'm sure in the back of our heads we're like excited because it's a good team and we get to play a good team, but um, like we're all focused on getting this win and every win. How much of the previous game against the Gales have you watched, and what do you guys feel you need to do better this time around? Uh, definitely get out to three-point shooters. Um, just watching the game when I was sitting and watching and then um, just watching it on film, we just see that like a lot of um, their buckets were transition threes or just like uh, big men just rolled and guards got them the ball. So just guarding the roll and guarding the three-point line would be huge for us. So. The competitive edge that you talked about, when you play a team like St. Mary's, I think, I think most BYU fans – while they are looking at new West Coast Conference rivals, it's Gonzaga or St. Mary's. But, but in my opinion, it's, it's more St. Mary's than Gonzaga. Just because of the way that games have ended, the physical play, the technical fouls, things like that, all things that go into a rivalry. So does this, does this game give you like an added measure of, oh, I didn't want to beat those guys? <laughs> I'm excited, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. Now, when, when you have to prepare for a game like that, uh, and you're playing in front of your home crowd, and you're 10-0 and at home. Uh, what kind of things does Coach Rose say to you in, in terms of at practice? Like, okay, again, this is, this is an important game, but don't, don't let the hype of this outweigh what we're trying to do on the floor. Yeah, he's, he's always talked about just like making sure that you always play your hardest and, and play your best and to always make sure that no matter what, you always keep your head. Um, that's most important, just always make sure that you maintain a good um, good look for BYU and just always maintain a good, um, I guess, mental level so you don't lose your head. Jacob, before we let you go, we want to ask you our, our Twitter question today. So with today being Groundhog Day, in honor of Groundhog Day, what BYU sports moment or event would you like to relive over and over again? Oh, is there man. one that comes to mind? There is. So I remember we were in South Padre Island when BYU was playing down there. And I think it was South Florida. And I remember BYU was either tied or down one. And Jimmer passed the ball to my brother Noah in the corner and hits that game winner. And we all just went crazy. And I love that. I remember looking over at my dad. He was tearing up because he was so proud of him. (laughs) And I was like, this is awesome. That's a good brother. That is his a great moment brother. involves his brother. Look at that. That's awesome. But you're still a better three-point shooter, right? <laughs> oh, obviously. I hope Noah is listening. We love you, Noah. Jacob, great to have you in studio. Be good luck against St. Mary's on Thursday. Thank you. In honor of Groundhog Day, what BYU sports moment would you like to relive over and over again? Our next guest might just have produced one of those moments for several thousands of you. Gennaro Guilford joining the show, the new quarterbacks coach at BYU. This is BYU Sports Nation, simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard doing it live in Radio Vision on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. A huge game coming up Thursday night at the Marriott Center. Thanks, Donald Trump. <laughs> is that with a huge? Just huge. Huge. Yeah, huge. Men's basketball taking on St. Mary's Thursday night. Tune in at 9 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV to watch the Cougars. Refreshing today's BYUS and headlines. Punxsutawney Phil, the groundhog, apparently did not see his shadow, which means spring is just around the corner. 
which means BYU football spring ball is also around the corner. Nothing wrong with that at all. Lexi Rydalch was named the WCC Player of the Week. This is the fourth week running that a BYU player has taken that award. Rydalch was also named the College Sports Madness High Major Player of the Week. Football signing day tomorrow. You will not want to miss anything as we give you a doubleheader day of BYU Sports Nation and we cover everything that goes on with National Letter of Intent Day. Who's coming to BYU to play football in the first recruiting class under head coach Kalani Satake? And Sporting News has reported that the Big 12 Conference will discuss discuss expansion this week. They're having meetings on Thursday and Friday. Athletic directors meeting on Thursday. Hmm. School presidents on Friday. Big 12 expansion is uh, probably the perfect headline for Groundhog Day. We haven't talked about Big 12 expansion. <laughs> we should probably do that one of these days. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Joining us now in studio, the new cornerback coach at BYU, Gennaro Guilford, hero in his own right here at BYU. Coach, uh, number one, welcome back. It's nice to have you in Studio B. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be back. Okay, our Twitter question today, and you may have heard it, is if you could relive one moment in BYU sports history over and over and over again in honor of Groundhog Day, what would it be for you? The Hail Mary. Oh, the Hail Mary. Well, no, which one? The bowl game. Okay, okay, so Jim McMahon, Clay Brown, yeah. win the 1980 Miracle Bowl, pull yeah. off the most improbable comeback mm-hmm. in bowl game history. So not Because there are a lot of people that are chiming in with what you did against Utah in 2001, the interception to seal the deal to keep the undefeated season alive. And at, at Gentleman87 says, Staley's winning touchdown plus Guilford's interception was probably the loudest I have ever heard Lavelle Edwards Stadium. What was that moment like? I mean, it was it was big. It was huge. You know, um, I have family here, so just to to come from behind and just our team to continue to fight and fight and fight and take the lead, and it was just a great feeling to seal the game to to keep our team undefeated. How often do Cougar fans ask you to relive that moment when they realize, oh my gosh, that's General Guilford? <laughs> was that they all want to talk about it with you? Uh, more more recently, yes. <laughs> um, but I mean, I always tell them. I mean, it, it starts before me, you know. It starts before me, and there are tons of great plays after me. Um, of course, um, I mean, do I relive it? Yes. <laughs> to be honest with you, yes, I do. <laughs> and you um, should. Yes, but I mean, just when you watch the videos of guys that played before me and the plays they made, um, I, was, I was just, I was just privileged enough to be on that video and make a play. So, so what was the bigger play? Was it? Staley's go-ahead touchdown or the one that you made to actually save the game? Uh, they're about even. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good they're answer. Politically even. correct. Yeah, good, good yeah. political answer there. They're about even. Gennaro Guilford, the new cornerbacks coach at BYU. Do you remember how loud the stadium – I mean, when you're in that moment, are you even paying attention to that? What, what Do you remember the, the volume or were you just like, we just won? I didn't really hear the crowd until after the play was over. During – it was silent. It was like I was dead. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> I just remember, yes, the game's over. The game's over. And afterwards, I seen everybody running down. And then I, I felt, I felt the, I felt the crowd. And so, but it was tremendously loud. Yeah. Speaking of loud, uh, Saturday night at the Marriott Center was pretty loud. They at halftime introduced the entire BYU football coaching staff. What was that experience like? Like I said before, it was like running out the tunnel. It was like running out the tunnel, like 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 we were a player, um, just to hear your name called and everybody cheering. And, um, we just 
ready to get to work. Just can't wait. When did the reality of you coming back to coach at BYU first surface in all of this coaching changeover? Um, sometime in December. Okay. So the news comes out. What's going through your mind when that you're like, oh, man, this, this might be good for me? What, what was that like for you? Um, it was a great feeling. Um, Coach Brian Mitchell, um, he used to be here. That's like my guy. That's, that's my mentor. I, I called him as soon as, as soon as I heard anything, and he was just reinforcing me, just letting me know that, hey, man, you are the guy. There's nobody that's a better fit than you that, that can coach those guys up better than you. Um, we talk all the time. Um, we use the same, same drills and everything. So that's, that's totally my guy. And um, so he just kind of reinforced me that, look, you're the guy. Don't, don't go in there thinking that you're not the guy because you are. So You're a young coach, and obviously your goal is to continue to take steps and, and you know, push your career further. What does it mean to be able to get that opportunity? Oh, and by the way, it's at your alma mater. That's, that's always a great feeling, especially um, for my family, just to, to come here and be around everybody um, and see, see, see what I went through as, as, a, as a college student, um, have my son kind of relive the moments as, as he watches the videos and hear the crowd and things like that. So um, it's, it's just a great feeling. Now you have an interesting uh, recruiting situation right now because the turnover has been so fast. So what has been the biggest challenge for you and this staff in trying to get ready for tomorrow and signing day? Um, just kind of getting, getting to know guys, getting to know them, um, letting, letting them know who, who we are um, as a person and what this school has to offer them. Um, that's, that's pretty much the biggest thing. Now you're going to coach the cornerbacks. Do, do you have a specific coaching philosophy, coaching style? What, what, what are you bringing in terms of that to this coaching staff? Um, I, have, I have a different mentality a little bit I mean you know I like to be in your face I like to get hands on you um you know I like tall guys that can run um we're gonna play every single play like I saw last I, I guarantee you that much you know we're gonna we're gonna play we're gonna be like savages out there it's it's gonna be fun I, I can guarantee you that okay all, you're using all of the word the right words right now the, the excitement level is again now increasing for all BYU fans savages and playing every play like it's your last play you mentioned that you like big tall guys I'm gathering that's because that's kind of the player that, that you were, you know, the Richard Sherman style of bigger physical cornerback. So does that mean more man-to-man press coverage for BYU? Possibly, um, you know, but if guys, are, if guys are smaller and they can play, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that as well. Uh, you know, as long as you, as long as you have heart, let's go. If you, if you can line up and ready to play, I'm fine with that. But um, we, will, we will be out there and we will play and we will compete every single play. I know that recruiting is kind of top priority right now, so I don't know how much of an opportunity you've had to do this, but have you met with the cornerbacks? Have you had an opportunity to, to watch film, things like that? Your overall thoughts on this, I, this position group? Yeah. I've actually been watching them for a couple of years. So the guys that's been here, um, I have been watching them, um, and we're going to schedule a meeting uh, tomorrow so I can actually officially sit down with them all and talk over some things that I'm going to bring, things that they already have and stuff like that. What is your overall impression? If this is if this is a group you've been watching just from afar, what what have you thought? Um, I believe we have a good group, a good group of guys, um, athletic ability to make plays. They they've been making plays for the last couple of years, um, so we're just going to adjust a few things and um, just kind of take it from there. 
Whether it's a 3-4 or a 4-3 front, how much does that affect the defensive backs and the way that you scheme in the defensive backfield? For me, none at all, because we're going to play the same way regardless. It can be a, a two-man front. we still going to play the same way. All right, Gennaro Guilford, uh, let's finish uh, with this question. Kalani Satake as the head coach, what makes him unique? We've seen him in a few public forums. What makes him unique behind the doors with the recruits as the head coach at BYU? It's a great guy, just just the ability to always be himself. You know, um, you see what you get. It's, it's, it's him. You know, he's, he's, he, has a, he has a great personality. Um, he has the ability to, to, to love young men and – that's just something that I, that I want to learn from him. So I'm I'm very happy to be here, so I can be under under Kalani and just learn learn from him and see how he does certain things and just kind of be a sponge and kind of take everything in. Okay, a couple of things here on BYU Sports Nation. First of all, uh, we want you to sign our stretch wide flag before you go. Most definitely, all of our athletes and coaches uh, sign that. And secondly, there's this thing called the BYU Sports Nation Karma, and. You might be laughing, but when, when people come on the show, good things happen in their lives. And for you, it's, it's coaching and recruiting right now. So tomorrow, take the karma and go and be successful. Most definitely. I would, <laughs> I would definitely take that karma. I would definitely this. take that. Awesome. Gennaro, welcome back, man. Good to have you. Thank you. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we dive in with another interview. It's Jammin' with Juddy on a Tuesday. He's got another Player of the Week award on his team. All she did was score 37 in her last game, a career high. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard live from Studio B. If you missed this show live, not to worry. Watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 Eastern or download the podcast. Coming up tomorrow, a loaded day of BYU Sports Nation, our special signing day special. Sports Nation will have two live shows. You're going to get the normal one at 12 Eastern time and then a second live show at 6 p.m. Eastern time. We'll get you complete coverage of all the recruits, exclusive interviews, plus we'll break down all things relating to BYU recruiting. It's time once again to jam with Juddy, BYU women's basketball coach Jeff Judkins, former NBA player with us in studio. B coach, uh, winning the West Coast Conference Player of the Week for one one of your players is becoming the norm. It's been a month straight now. Kalani Purcell won three in a row. Lexi Rydell now the WCC Player of the Week after a 37-point outburst, a career high. What has given her the killer instinct? What is it about her game that's given her the killer instinct in her senior season? Well, I, I, I just think right now she's playing with a lot of confidence. She knows what she needs to do for this team to be successful. Um, she's being able to score in so many different ways for us. Um, this team's a little different than it was last year. We had and really a physical inside presence. Now it's a little bit more open, and so she's had more opportunities to drive. Um, I think defensively, you see it's still there. She She's getting more opportunities defensively. She's um, She scores in so many different – I think her outside shot has gotten a lot better. And um, and so all those things put together, and she understands my system probably better than anybody on her team right now. And uh, she's you know she got married this summer. Maybe Trevor's one of those husbands that's encouraging. And Trevor, you, you should know, take some serious credit for all of this right now. <laughs> you know who knows, but you know Lexi's worked hard, and you know there's a lot of players that have talent, but Lexi has talent 
works hard. She's smart. She wants to be better. She pushes herself. And I said this many, many times. Plexi's a coach's dream. I mean, never have to motivate her to work hard in practice. She does all the little things that you need to do. And um, she's been a big part of this program, not just this year, but really for her four years. And I look back now and I go, I'm kind of glad she got hurt the one year and missed the year because this year has just been, been, I think, one of her best years. She's obviously moving very quickly up the all-time scoring list for BYU, but this past weekend she became the WCC's all-time leading scorer, which is just unbelievable. What does that mean for her to win that honor as her coach? Well, I think what it means is is that she's been a great player for not just one year, but for her career at BYU. To be able to, to win that, you have to be you have to be a good player all four years. And Flexi, if you look at her stats, and I'm not a big stat guy, but she's gotten better scoring, and her percentages have gotten better every single year. And what what motivates you when you're a great player? As she is. What motivates you to to keep getting better? I think it's just just her. I mean, she just she's that driven. You know, she's one of the most driven players I've ever coached. Um, I mean. She wants to know what she can do better every single day. Like, she'll come to me after practice a lot and say, Coach, what can I do better? I mean, here's the best player on my team telling me what I need to do. And I think that just shows what kind of player she is, what kind of person she is. Jeff Judkins, the head basketball coach of BYU Women's Hoops with us. It's jamming with Juddy in Studio B. Believe it or not, even the coach had a shooting slump at some point in his career. I did. I and, did. And even Lexi now and again has a shooting slump. So given that you are a great shooter and you went through slumps and Lexi will have her off nights as well, what do you say to a player like that, whether it's Lexi or not, when they are going through a shooting slump to try and help them get out of that funk? Well, I, I tell them try not to let that ruin your whole game. You know, Lexi scores for us, but she does a lot of other things for us. It's in a positive way. She moves well without the ball. She makes defenses have to worry about her. She runs the floor. She rebounds. Uh, we're getting her to fit. She's defending a lot better this year. Like uh, their night, she did a really good job on one of their best scores uh, because of the lineup that they had. And those are things that you can do as a player. And I think maybe as you get older and more mature, you understand that. When you first come, it's kind of, well, i got to score. But that's what I try to tell her is just be be the best all-around player in the league. And um, by doing that, she, she makes our team a lot better. I think a lot of times you can look back on a situation and realize after the fact, man, that was something that was really special. When you're in the moment in a season like this, are you able to recognize that you may be part of something special right now? Uh, not really. You, <laughs> you, you really just go – Game to game, like we're worried about Pacific right now, and you know I'm gonna, I'm sure I will look back at this and look at my team and say what a great team we had this year and how fun they were to coach. And I'm gonna miss, I'm gonna miss two seniors. I mean, it's gonna be tough to say goodbye to Lexi and Kylie. I mean, they've been so important to this program and to what we've tried to build here. And but you just kind of take it as it as the as one game at a time, and I know you hear that all the time, and you think, oh sure, but I know right now Peyton Manning is not worried about all this other stuff. He's worried about the game Sunday, and that's what we're worried about. Our game this Thursday, so maybe that gets you going, doesn't make you think and worry about stuff. Well, while we're talking about the Super Bowl, who you got, Coach? If I was gonna lay, 
a bet. I would say Carolina's favored, but who knows? I mean, that game, it could be changed within seconds of turnovers. You know, what happened in Denver two years ago, they were supposed to win turnovers. It, it could happen. I think Carolina's got a better team right now. They have more more weapons and, and everything. So we'll see. I hope, I hope it's a good game. Your exclusive Super Bowl breakdown with the one and only Jeff Judkins on BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, you know you want more of that. Okay, back to uh, your team. I just want to ask one more question in terms of being ranked and where you sit nationally. Seven out of the last Associated Press poll, so 32nd, if you will, top 20 RPI, have won 10 straight games, have a win over number 12 Texas A&M. And I asked you this a few weeks ago, but now you're getting votes and you're getting closer mm-hmm. Is this a top twenty-five team right now that you're coaching? I think we're close. I think we're we're right there. Um, if we can take care of business this weekend, yeah, we should be. We've we've won enough games that well, I guess they'll give us twenty wins, something like that. That's pretty that's, good. I think that's important. And beating St. Mary's is a very good RPI game for us. And you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough weekend. But I think we we're getting better. That's the thing as a coach, we're getting better. Uh, we didn't play our best basketball last week, but we played two really good second halves. And I think if we can just continue to get better each each day and keep improving, this team's going to get better, and hopefully we can make a make a good run. Today is Groundhog Day. I, I don't Uh-oh. know if you knew this, but now now. Spring is coming because he saw his shadow. Is that the deal? No, he did not he did, see his shadow. See, I don't know if he sees. I, don't, I had to. It's it's written down. That is the only like way I knew it. Right now, but our, our Twitter question today is in honor of Groundhog Day, the movie. What BYU sports moment or event would you like to relive over and over again? Got <laughs> um, to be a lot of them, but I'd say probably the most recent was winning the winning the conference championship last year, you know, the tournament, mm-hmm. be able to win that, nobody expecting it, um, to be able to have that feel, feeling what our team went through and the tough time we went through, and then to be able to come together as a team and play that well that week. I'll probably, that was That would be nice to, to keep dreaming that over and over and over. <laughs> nights. Now, how many times does a five seed win the conference tournament, right? Not very often, but I think that our team played the best that week, and that's that's all that matters is when you come out, no matter where you're ranked, you come out and play. And we, we knew we could win it. And that's one thing my team, we went in last year, we knew we could win that tournament if we came out and played our best basketball. Juddy, always great to have you. Good luck on the road uh, in Stockton against Pacific and then in Moraga against St. Mary's. Well, thank week. you. I, I wish we could get that St. Mary's game televised. <laughs> It'd be great. But uh, we're going to have our hands full, but we're excited about it. We will be following it and tweeting up a vicious storm about it. <laughs> okay, you better be. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Judkins in Studio B. He's also a part-time Super Bowl analyst. If you want to hear that conversation again, download the podcast. The Cougar Whip Around hits next. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Women's basketball. <laughs> I, I was going to do it. Lexi Rydalts was named both the WCC Player of the Week and the College Sports Madness High Major Player of the Week after dropping 31 points in a victory versus LMU, followed by a career-high 37 points versus Pepperdine while becoming the WCC all-time leading scorer. 
Football. National Signing Day hits tomorrow. We'll have you covered with two special editions of BYU Sports Nation. The first, as usual, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain, with recruiting announcements and live reports from the BYU Signing Day party, and it will be a party. Then a special BYUSN, 6 Eastern, 4 Mountain Time, with Kalani Satake, Ty Detmer, and Elisa Tuiaki. Breaking down the 2016 class individual by individual. Yes, you want to watch. It's going to be huge. Sporting News is reporting that the Big 12 will be discussing expansion throughout the week. Now, according to that report, the Big 12 ADs will be meeting Thursday, and then the Big 12 presidents will meet on Friday. Sunday play was cited as an issue on the topic of BYU, that according to Mike DeCourcy. Tennis. Undefeated BYU men's tennis picked to finish seventh in the West Coast Conference this upcoming season, according according to the most recent coaches poll. An undefeated BYU team picked to finish seventh. Okay. (laughs) That makes so much sense. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. I'm going to give it to Jacob Hartsock when we asked him the Twitter question today about his groundhog moment. It was about his brother hitting the game-winning shot in South Padre Island against South Florida and seeing his dad tear up. That's such, that's like the ultimate brother that, moment. That is, you could, honestly, you could make a movie of the week of that story. Let's be honest. You could do that. Yes. What a great moment ABC family. in the Heart Sock family. Now producing the Heart Sock moment from South Padre Island. <laughs> What is your Groundhog Day moment within BYU sports? The one you want to relive over and over again. At Family Budge says, it'd have to be the Hail Mary at Nebraska. Fan reaction was nuts. It's funny because there will be a part, a a generation, that that's going to be their first big BYU highlight that they remember. That's going to start it off, I think. At Hack Hawkster, the last four minutes of the Miracle Bowl. Okay. And then our elite tweet of the day, at Vietti underscore Brett. He agrees with Jason. Back to Harleen. He is still open. Yes, he is. Thanks to Jacob Hartsock, Gennaro Guilford, and Jeff Judkins. The conversation continues on Twitter. Don't forget, hashtag BYUSN. For Jason, I'm Spencer. Shout out to all of the new recruits.